right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Waters Run the Podcast. Uh, joined by myself, Chris, as well as Amanda and Angela today. Um, we're going to get into some uh, JFK-related stuff that Amanda's brought to the table here. And uh, first, we'll do some wacky world news, but a couple uh, housekeeping reminders from the beginning. Just uh, please rate and review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Um, we, we could use it. We have a few on there, but we could use some more, as always. Um, we love getting it. Uh, makes us feel, you know, good at what we're putting out there. People are listening to. Um, just keep a rate and review, and then also share with your friends, family, anybody who listen to us. Um, you can reach out to us at the Waters Run Deep Podcast at gmail.com if you want to come on and have a chat with us, be a guest on the show, have a suggestion for a topic, or just want to say hello. Um, you can also get us on twrd underscore podcast on instagram and um as always just reach out i don't care I, we don't care how you do it just do it all right and i believe you have an amazing wacky world news to kick us off with oh yes i love it when we have the best ones via instagram so this happened earlier this month <laughs> You want to save the dates? I guess I can save the dates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, uh, why not? Yeah. November 11th, um, two daycare workers were busted for allegedly running a child fighting ring. I am just <laughs> imagining how awesome. I, I, our listeners, you can't see Christopher's face. I don't know. Maybe we need to start recording this when you can see it and put it on YouTube because his face is priceless. I, I I have no words. I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. So it was uh, in South Carolina. There was uh, multiple, it's multiple charges for directing three and four year olds in their care to fight each other and allowing violence to proceed without correction. I guess it it teaches survival of the fittest. I guess. I mean. Okay, so what law are they breaking? I'm assuming it's like child it's endangerment? child abuse, child endangerment for sure. What if the kids um, wanted to do it? If they, and that's the thing, and then it'd be just be child endangerment because they didn't stop it. I think it'd be mm, gotcha. Child abuse if they could prove that they instigated it. <laughs> or of course that they you know did it themselves, um, at the very least child endangerment. I mean, so how how are they? Do they know how they were going about like instigating it? <laughs> Let me scroll down. This makes me chuckle. Um. So let's see who's lost her. The sheriff informed the local news that the behavior started out with the two individuals saying the teacher had promoted other students and other clients of the daycare to use violence to try to punish a child to make them compliant. So kind of like an older brother thing, like, uh, hmm. you know, dad tells older brother to get younger brother in line by tuning him up a little bit or something. It kind of seems like that's going on, but. At a much larger scale, um, and with with somebody else's kids at that. Yeah, like I that. think this is hilarious. It, it, it is. is. 
<laughs> it, well, I mean, it's not, but it is no. in the same way. And the fact right. that like it's two women, one's 27 and one's 56. Wow. That just took the story for a twist there. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what it got to that they were like, or how bad it yeah. got that they were like, man, let's try this. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I don't have offsprings, but how naughty would your offspring have to be for you to be like, I can't take this anymore. We have to start a fight ring. And were there was there gambling on the fight ring? Like, could I like have kids picked fight the club? winner? Yeah. Maybe they were know. gambling on the side with snacks. Like the kids were taking <laughs> taking bets on the side with snacks. <laughs> two Cheetos on the girl with a ponytail. I see you two Cheetos. <laughs> and raise you four. I mean, honestly, if we think of it that way, then we're just kind of creating some entrepreneurs. Who are yeah. learning to take what they have and investing. And and were they were they refereeing the fight? Like were they stopping right. it before like somebody was kicked while they're down? I mean, was that going on or was it just like a free-for-all, like mosh pit style? Like what kind of fight <laughs> do we got going on? Exactly. Here? These are all very important questions. Yeah. yeah. And I mean the where article do I'm looking at doesn't go into details yeah, I mean, about I, that. I, I wouldn't see why it would. I think that would be <laughs> discomforting if they did but i i think if it i mean if it was refereed and it was all above board and you know the athletics commission signed off on the fighting i say let it go what yeah. happened i mean i think this could be a new reality tv show i'm just saying yeah america uh america's uh kid top fighter yeah and like you're basically just preparing them for mma so really yeah. i would think it's Kind of a, uh, um, what do you call it? It's a, uh, uh, gymnast, uh, not gymnastic program, athletic program that your school offers. Is this, was it, what were the age? Does it say the ages of the kids range? Three and four. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a great athletic offer. So American toddler ultimate fighter. American talent. UTUF. UDIF. No, I'm sorry. ATUF. American Mm -hmm. Toddler Ultimate Fighter. I like Toddler Tackle. Toddler Tackles tonight. Triple T's. Triple T. I mean, okay, so currently um, we have a Samsung TV at our inner house. And I don't know if y'all have it, but like Samsung actually offers like its own cable. It's really weird. And so we only have like, well, we have more cable boxes than we need, but it's because my mother's addicted to CBS. <laughs> but in our um, in our bedroom, we don't have a cable box, but we have this connection to the Samsung thing. And I <laughs> sometimes like, don't pay attention and it just like pops up there and I like we'll be like oh well what's on this so the other day I landed on the WWE channel or the wrestling channel and it's not just like typical wrestling like they have like little human wrestling like smaller um vertically challenged people wrestling they have women wrestling um 
So I feel like there is a market that we could probably do some toddler tackling. I think so. I mean, I think it's, it's like I said, if it's refereed and it's, you know, it's above board, yeah. of course, the parents have to be in agreement. I, I think I don't see an issue with it. No. But I, I'm obviously, I'm absolutely. I, I, don't, I see in this case, though, it doesn't sound like the parents had any idea this was going on. Um, I wonder how they found out if like they just came home because they got black eyes and tooth teeth knocked out and they're like, what, what's going on at school, Timmy? Oh, it's just the new fighting league we're in. <laughs> it's our child fight club. No big deal. Yeah. We're not, I we're not supposed like, to talk about it. Yeah. First rule. Uh, oh, you broke the first rule, Timmy. I imagine that uh, one of the kiddos came home and was like, mom, today was the best day ever. And they were like, why is that, John? And he was like, I won. I won the fight. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? Or one of the moms like realized that their kid hadn't uh, brought their lunch and dropped it off and was like, what in the fuck <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Or and I, those I'd much rather see than a kid coming home and being upset because they lost. Right. And finding out that way. I think that would be the worst way. I think that kid would probably get beat up even more when he yeah. came to school. Or, yeah, uh, we don't think kids get beat up. That's crazy. The age range of the adults for, you know, use loosely, but the adults was half and, you know, 26 and was 54 or whatever. And they weren't yeah, agreeing to do this. Oh, it was 56. like almost 30 years between them. Yes, that's 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 the I think the most impressive thing. Cause you think the kid might think that, you know, the younger of the two might think that of this idea, but the daughter, like, no, we can't do that. That's crazy, you know? Like snap back into reality, but apparently not. I mean, you don't know. I, I kind of liked your question, Chris. Like, maybe this was a last resort. Maybe they were like, fuck. Whatever. Just let it rip. Like, I just got to do what you got to do, I guess. Uh, that that daycare must have been off the chain. Off the chain. But also, I don't know. That makes me, like, giggle a lot. Ah, good story. Good stories, Ange. Yes, yes. share uh, a little bit about um, the JFK assassination. Um, this is a, a shallow dive. Uh, I would say maybe we need to put on some goggles if your eyes get a little watery, maybe like a little bit of the nose plugs, but you don't need to put scuba gear or um, any kind of snorkeling material on for this deep dive because it's not that deep. And that is because uh, if we were to go deep, we could probably do a whole episode on like one of these shared, which maybe that's what we do going forward. But um, I brought up that I would like to talk about this because we are very close to the 60th year anniversary of this, which is insane to think about, um, that it's been 60 years since this happened. And so, yeah, Um, without further ado, here we go. So 60 years ago this week, a 
what is referred to as a nasty loner with a cheap rifle change the course of history. Or in our world, we like to say, did they? Uh, At 12.30 p.m. on November 22nd, 1963, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy was assassinated. And his open-top limousine in Dallas, moving through an echoey, wedge-shaped city park called the Dealey Plaza. Have either of you been to the Dealey Plaza? I try not to. I've only been to Texas once, so no. What part of Tejas have you been to? H Town. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like Houston. Topher, you've been there. Uh, briefly, it was on a trip. Um, I didn't stay there long. It was 10, 15 years ago, maybe something like that. I was young. I was in my early twenties. Yeah, I have never been to Dallas. Um, I have also been to Texas, but I have been to H Town and. Uh, Austin. I've never been to Dallas. Um, We do have friends in Dallas. I have lots of friends there. So holler if you listen. Um, So maybe I'll make a way there, but it's a pretty, pretty big deal. And they have like a tribute to it or not tribute, a memorial to it, I guess you would say. Um, Anyways, from most witnesses account. So for our listeners who maybe don't know a lot about the JFK assassination, um, this was like a parade that was happening that was parading him and the governor of Texas. And um, they were going down uh, this park, kind of this road by Dealey Plaza. And there was tons of people out looking to be able to get a glimpse of the president because that was really like how they could see it. And see, I have a thing about that because, and you might even get into this, and I apologize if you do, but during. Before the shooting happened, there was a ton of people. But if you watch the video, it gets to be where there's not as many people. Mm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you touch on that, but I wanted to mention that. There was a lot, ton of people there like earlier in the parade. But as yeah. it got further along, it seemed less and less and less. I don't actually like touch on that specifically. So that's a good thing for us to keep in mind. Yeah. And um, I will post like a snippet of the video that Chris is talking. This is a brooder. And what's, and there's a, and I'm sorry, man, I'm like stomping all over this and I hope you don't yeah, mind. But um, the other thing that's weird with the Zabruder film, and I'm sure we're going to go through that even more, but there's some interesting things with the foreground of that. It almost seems like the people in the, that are, are behind the car, like on the other side of the car, they almost seem bigger than the actual mm-hmm. car itself. Like it seems like off. I don't know. There's something about that video that just like the perspective is weird. Yeah. 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 And I, Hmm. I I have a couple other tidbits with that, that I'll touch on when we get to that point. But yeah, I just thought those two things specifically about the people and the amount of people is, is, is weird to me. Yeah. And I think that that's a great point to bring up Chris, because this is a video that I feel like if I was told to close my eyes, I could, I remember seeing the video. I don't know if you all could like, Oh yeah, 100%. I think, and I don't know if it's also because you know we were we weren't born yeah. when it happened. No, we weren't born, <laughs> obviously, but we were. You know, we were born like twenty years, 20 after, years after. Yeah, and then thirty years after, at least Angela and I were 
absolutely old enough to remember like seeing that and I mean, Chris, you too, I would say, but like, I mean, this yeah. is something that like pretty much before September 11th, we, this was probably the most talked about thing. And like, definitely one of, of them. Yeah. Of that world. Yeah. I would say like that and probably like the fall of the Berlin wall and like Vietnam, which all mm-hmm. kind of went together where I can see like nowadays, I don't know if children, like if it's just something that's shared, you know, where for us, I think it was so impactful because like our parents lived through it. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. And Chris and my that's mom, our parents, yeah. Like, you know, our parents met JFK. Chris, did you know that your dad met JFK? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. They went to a luncheon uh, on the base. He came like a couple months right before he was shot. He came to Germany. Yeah. He came to Germany for a luncheon and Pop-Up was invited with the family and they got to go have lunch with him. Like it was like multiple families, but yeah. they were one of them. And my mom still has the um, the program from it. I, th- I think I've really? seen that. I- Wow. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see if I can find it, and I can. Po- I'll see if I can post a picture of it. Because she got in trouble for bringing it to school the next day. <laughs> and obviously, if if my mom went, then your dad had to have gone because my mom was like ten. I would, I would think. So I don't think other, that he wouldn't have gone. And the other interesting thing is, I mean, well, not interesting thing, but it kind of goes along with that. It's like it's a. It's probably one of the most staple things that happen close to our lifetime. I mean, we'll look back and our kids will say the same thing about 9-11. You know, they didn't right. live through it, but it was a traumatic thing that was during our lifetime that they don't remember, but no, we remember. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a close link because of that. So I think it's kind of similar. Yeah, like it, it shaped our country, right? If we mm-hmm. think about it, just like 9-11 yeah. has truly shaped us as millennials in our country, I think this shaped our parents just like Pearl Harbor shaped our grandparents. Right. Right. Yeah. And I would even probably argue World War One shaped our great grandparents. Yeah. Or I guess assassination of, uh, what's his face? The, uh, Arc Duke of. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, as we're talking about the witnesses, most witnesses reported hearing three gunshots. And then one witness reported seeing a gunman aim and fire from, this is the story that is accepted as the truth. And they say that with quotation marks. One witness saw a gunman aim and fire from the third, oh, fire the third shot from an upper window of a Texas school book depository. Fun fact about Texas school books. That is actually what most textbooks in America come from the Texas School Book Depository. Yes. So uh, that is an interesting, fun thing. Before police could seal off the building. What day of the week was this? Well, it was December or November of Friday. But most people weren't working because that's what I was going to ask. Like, did they shut down the textbook factory? Yeah. So they, they, they shut down the town or the whole city because the president was here. And it was a big deal back then. Where I think nowadays, uh, it's not that big of a deal to shut down like the city or like, I mean, we've had President Biden and like Vice President um, Harris and 
um, President Trump, like we've had them come to Denver and they've never shut Denver down. But I think back then it was a little bit different because you didn't have the constant like viewing of the president. Like now we see him all the time. Maybe we should go back to back then. Um, So before the building could be sealed off, 24-year-old depository employee, they did work there, an ex-Marine, Lee Harvey Oswald, left via the front door. Police found his abandoned rifle on the sixth floor, near the corner window in a sniper nest made book of cartons. Oh, and a sniper's nest made of book cartons. Sorry, I read that weird. They found three spent shells. On the street, Oswald took a cab to his suburban apartment where he changed clothes and grabbed his revolver. Leaving on foot, he encountered a police officer named J.D. Tippett. He shot him in cold blood. What does that mean, precisely cold blood? Just mercilessly. Um, and you know, you know what they at the uh, police station, what they called all J- old J.D. Tippett? His nickname Mm-mm. was? Mm-mm. JFK. Really? He looked was he just like handsome? him. Interesting. Looks just like him. Yeah, let me see. That that's that's what part of the story that they say that they swap the bodies. Um Jay, the, because he looks so much like him and he was shot in the face. And um I was gonna say he uh he um, 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 um the so gunshot like, that you see in the picture is different from the gunshot you see, like as a wound. Here, I got a picture of him. So, do you think that Oswald shot JD Tippett because he thought he looked like JFK and he didn't do his? Oh well, we can talk about that later because I actually I have theories about Oswald. So, yeah, we can get in that. Here, am I able to share? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Check this guy out. Oh yeah. Here's a, here's a cut in half picture. Wow, very very close for sure. Wow. Yeah. And I will share this picture on our Instagram for folks in our share group. Yeah, yeah it's, JD it's, looks very similar to JFK. Yeah, that's why they they nicknamed him JFK and. At the police station. So anyway, continue. Interesting. Minutes later, Oswald, looking breathless and disheveled, entered a nearby theater, slipping mid-session into a movie called War is Hell. It says the police were called. I'm not sure if the police were called because some random person joined a movie or because people just sort of thought it was suspicious. But the film's... Uh, That's wait. another weird thing in the story. Yeah. So he shot JD and then went to the movies. Yeah. So he, he shot, shot him JD. in the face. Yeah. So wouldn't he have like a little bit of blood spatter on him? Yeah. Uh, depending on the distance. I mean, it says that he was breathless and disheveled. He entered a nearby theater, slipping into a mid-session movie of the movie. And that's when police were called. So I don't know if like police were called because this random person who like looked all like crazy and had blood on him just sort of 
barged into the movie theater and the people that worked there were like, what the F? Not sure. That's possible. I mean, they wouldn't see him in the movie because it's all dark. They would have had him see him like before he went into the movie right. looking all bloody. But they were like, thing. sir, sir, sir. And then he yeah. like, ignored them. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay. So then the film stopped. The lights went up. The police arrived and they moved into the aisles where Oswald stood up and said, well, it's all over now. Which is a very interesting thing. For him to have said. He What's all a, over now? <laughs> right? He punched a police officer in the face, drew his pistol, but was pummeled to the ground before he could commit the third murder of the day. There, he cried out, I protest this police brutality. <laughs> hmm. Two days later, Oswald was murdered in custody during a botch transfer from pol- botch transfer from police headquarters to county jail. On live TV, in black and white, remember you, he was led by police into a crowded parking garage. A Dallas strip club owner named Jack Ruby lunged into the frame with a loaded revolver and shot Oswald fatally in the stomach. Ruby thought he would have become an American hero the day that he knocked Oswald off. But this was far from the truth. Ruby Ruby has condemned it to a nightmare of future of denialism and conspiracy theories. Given time, Americans might have accepted the fact that there was a lone shooter. But to have two people within two days kill randomly was hard to swallow, even in America and Dallas. So a lot of people are saying that because of Ruby is where this whole conspiracy. In the six decades since Kennedy's murder, opinion polls have consistently shown that more than 50% of Americans believe that there is a conspiracy behind the murders. Sometimes the figure climbs to 80%. We'll probably see it a little bit higher now because we're 60 years out and people are starting to talk more. They also recently um, had a secret agent or a secret agent. Secret Service agent who um, is like close to death who came out and talked about stuff. So we'll see some things climb, but well, we already know the reason why he was assassinated. It's because birds aren't real. (laughs) Sure. It's true. Um, So the assassination has been called the seven seconds that broke the back of the American century. Uh, The crime that consumed a culture. Or it also has been referred to as the crime that ushered in America's age of paranormal. Paranoia. Paranoia? Paranoia? Yeah, paranoia. There you go. I was going to say, it's not paranormal. That's uh, that's ghosts. But it could be if we talk about this. (laughs) So in 2003, which was 40 years, um, the year of our graduation the year of of angela and my high school graduation um abc news found that 70 percent of americans believe that the death was a result of a broader plot this was because of the trajectory of bullets the there wasn't like a a square kind of like how oswald was perched on the sixth floor did it work 
There was a suggestion of a second gunman. We've all heard of the grassy knoll um, in the plaza. Um, others even believe a larger conspiracy. Was there was he killed by the CIA over anger at the Bay of Pigs? Uh, was it Lyndon B. Johnson? Because he's a man. Why not? Also, fun fact: Lyndon B. Johnson, I well, believe, is from was from Texas, so he was actually yeah. way more loved in Dallas than Kennedy. Yeah, and you know, it's have you ever heard the phone call between LBJ and uh, Jackie not long after his death? Mm. It is very creepy. Like it almost seems like LBJ is like subtly hitting on Jackie. You know, he was a creep. So I'm not. Yeah, surprised. it was very unsettling to hear that. Very I don't talk about Jackie a lot here, but um, I would at the end love to talk a little bit more just about Jackie. Like, mm-hmm. just I think that a lot of what she did was hidden, but mm-hmm. she really was like strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so others say was the cage was, uh, Oswald, a KGB operative where there are mobsters that were mad at Kennedy because his brother was sort of, uh, prosecuting organized crime at the time. There's just so much speculation over this one historical political assassination that it's like one of the most popular parlor game conversations, like so many people can talk about this and have their own theories. And I remember, Chris, when our um, uncle passed away, my mom said to me, which I thought was just so not my mother personality, but she turned to me and said, well, at least he'll know who killed Kennedy. And of course, I re- yeah, that was, I guess, because Uncle Charlie would go to heaven and find out. I think that was something that they always talked about was like, who killed Kennedy? He wasn't even born yet. When Kay was two years out before Uncle Charlie was born. Or maybe because, you know, you die, you you learn all the facts of the universe, maybe kind of thing. And then I I replied with, well, mom, we know who killed Kennedy. And she said, I don't know. And I said, no, mom, it was the CIA. We know that. (laughs) Um, But that's my own belief. And we can talk about that later. So in this episode, we're going to dive into some conspiracy theories uh, based on the Kennedy assassination. it, you know, it's not the only historical event to spark theories, but it's probably one of the most mainstream. And we're going to talk a little bit first about why that is. So why does Kennedy's death spark so many conspiracy theories? Do you guys have any ideas? Um, I think because it was so like out of the blue. I mean, yeah, we've had uh, deaths, you know, assassinations before Kennedy had Abe Lincoln and I'm sure there's some others, but Abe Lincoln came to mind. And, you know, even those have conspiracy theories. I think it's because it's such an impactful event. People, and there's not a hundred percent facts, cold, hard facts of why, who, all the, you know, everything that it alludes to people to speculate on you know, this is who did it and this is why they did it. And then there's, you know, so many different theories as a result, you know, people trying to fit everything together. Yeah. Um, so another fun fact brought to you by Amanda's fun fact. Fantastic world. Um, can we, can we have a fun fact bird? Can we, na- can we name him? Yeah. Our fun fact bird, Freddie. Brought to you by Freddie, the fun fact bird. Perfect. Like uh, or Ferdinand. 
I like Burning Man. Drop Dead Fred Bird. Um, so Ferdinand the fun fact bird the fun fact um, oh shit I had it and I forgot what do do you call fowl Fowl. thank you Chris I knew it was there our fun fact fowl friend for um, so in the White House have either of you been to the White House Chris I think you went went with me when we went I can honestly say I've never been in the White House we used to go to Easter all the time for Easter all the time yeah we used to go for Easter and then um I got a tour with Girl Scouts where I got to meet Bill Clinton. I was going to say, you met Clinton, didn't you? I did. I did. And I was like eight or nine. How old are you when you're a brownie? Eight? Yeah, like seven, eight. And uh, I remember um, meeting him really quickly. He just came in and said, hi, girls. And so happy you're here. And I was like, and I turned to my mother and I said, he's dreamy. And my mom said, don't tell your grandfather that. And I feel like that should have been their first <laughs> clue that I was going to be a Democrat. Anyways. Um, yeah, right. Uh, but no, so the fun fact about <laughs> uh, the White House is um, almost all the presidents are, they have portraits of them. And only two of them have their heads down. And do you know which two they are? The two that were assassinated? Yes. So um, our 16th president, which is Abraham Lincoln, and then uh, John F. Kennedy. So kind of interesting. Um, that's the show that they were killed in office. Huh. So I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. And Kennedy's picture is really, I'll post it on our thing too. Kennedy's picture is actually, to me, I felt quite emotional because um it was painted obviously after he was assassinated, assassinated, and it's this very dark hues, like a gray hue. It's it's very interesting. Um, and it's in what room is it in? Blue room, I think. I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. So one expert says that all of these conspiracies actually started with what happened after the president was shot. So remember Jack Ruby? We talked about him earlier. He is the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. So he, they actually consider him, some experts do, as the godfather of the modern conspiracy movement. So Michael really? Gange, who is the author of Thinking Critical uh, about the Kennedy assassination, um, says that because Lee Harvey Oswald had been put before a jury and tried, if he if he he Lee again. If Lee Harvey Oswald had been put in front of a jury and tried, he this guy does not think there would have been any talk of conspiracy, because people wouldn't have started to dig into the assassination. All of the ability to send them down the alleged plaths would have been cut off because of the jury. Kennedy kind of created a blueprint for conspiracy theories that would follow because Ruby was not, did not allow Oswald to have that trial and jury. Then there is the Warren Commission, which officially concluded in 1964. The Warren Commission is what was um, created to look into the assassination of Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, it issued 26 volumes of documents to support the determination that Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald had acted alone. 
But rather than closing the book on JFK's death, the report merely served as a fuel for an already kindled fire of doubt and suspicion. Since then, even government investigators have stepped away from the lone assassin theory. So even some government people are like, no, we think there was more people. And that actually recently has come out based on what this guy was talking about. The guy I was telling you about earlier. Hmm. In 1978, so um, that 15 years later, the U.S. House Select Committee um, on Assassinations ended its own lengthy inquiry by finding that JFK was probably assassinated as the result of a conspiracy. Interesting. Yeah. The panel acknowledged it was unable to identify the other gunmen or the extent of the conspiracy, but armed with mountains of subsequential release documents, there has been no shortage of people willing to offer their own conclusion. Again, among these leading suspects of thoughts is Cubans angry with the Bay of Pigs fiasco, mafiosos enraged by Robert Kennedy's attack on organized crime, uh, military-industrial complex worrying over JFK's thought of war in Vietnam, and one theorist even floated the notion that Kennedy's limo driver shot the president as part of an effort to cover off proof of alien invasion. <laughs> oh, anything. I I, we're gonna, and we're going to get into each of those a little bit. Uh, anything but that Oswald, who was a helpless former Marine, was in the right place at the right time with the motive and opportunity to pull off one of the most audacious crimes in history. Those who questioned the findings of the Warren Commission began posting alternative theories, which have spawned into a cottage of industry books, documentaries, and websites. And honestly, like when I typed in JFK conspiracy, it was insanely overwhelming, which makes sense. I mean, we're still talking about this 60 years almost to the date. And like insanely overwhelming that I, like I said earlier, I don't think one like session would give any justice like one podcast episode to this because it's so insane so we'll have to maybe do some deeper dives maybe next year when it's 61 years we'll do a deeper dive into one of these yeah we'll pick one of you know a few of the more uh specific topics and of a type of assassinations and dive into it So one of the first books to challenge the report was by Mark Lane, and it was called uh, Mark Lane's Rush to Judgment, a critique of the Warren Commission inquiry into the murders of President John F. K., Officer J.D. Tippett, and Lee Harvey Oswald. That is the fucking longest name for a book. (laughs) Can you imagine you're sitting with your friends and you're like, well, I'm reading a new book. And they're like, oh, cool. What's your new book? And you say, oh, it's called A Critique of the Warren Commission's Inquiry into the Murders of President John F. Kennedy, Officer J.D. Tippett, and Lee Harvey Oswald. Definitely add that to our book club reading. So that came out in 1966. Then uh, Edward J. Epstein, not related to the other Epstein, which would be an awesome topic, by the way. Uh, He wrote a book called Inquest. The Warren Commission and the Establishment of Truth. 
Both of these books came out in 1966, so only three years after the incident happened, which means they wrote it probably a year after because it takes a little bit for things to be published. So that was the beginning of this whole thing. So I'm going to go into a couple, um, but before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about Cuba. Um, so at this time, Cuba had become, had a revolution and went from being um, a democratic socialist sort of country to a communist country under the um, control of Fidel Castro. And that was really worrisome to Americans because they were getting a lot of aid and help from Russia. So that is why we went in with Bay of Pigs. It was a failed, uh, I like how it's called a failed fiasco. Um, so there was a lot of talk about, about Cuba and all of that. So Cuba is a central member uh, to a lot of the conspiracy theories put out there. There is a theory that the Cuban government was responsible. Um, there's some inter- information maybe about it from the Senate Select Committee being kind of uh, mad. And um, the, the CIA maybe had done it because, I'm oh, sorry, the CIA apparently was trying to assassinate Fidel Castro. And then because of that, they were retaliating and trying to assassinate Kennedy. Um Castro denies these claims and he argues that it would have been too much of a risk to retaliate against the United States. I mean, remind you, Cuba is probably like the size of, I mean, honestly, probably Mar- like Maryland. It's small, maybe a little bit bigger, but it's it's not a large country in the sense. And, and they definitely did not have as much military aid as the U.S. Now, I mean, honestly, if they wanted to, they probably could have gotten Russia involved and then that's a whole different thing. We probably wouldn't be here. Um, there's some also other thoughts that find great significance in this trip that Oswald made a trip in September 1963, so two months before to Mexico City, and he remained there until October and then tried to continually contact Cuba and Soviet consulates. So, thinking that he was working with them might have been why that they're so big. And then the other part of the Cuban political conspiracy spectrum uh, has theories that um, tie the assassination in Oswald to like anti-Castro groups that were angry at Kennedy for his withholding withholding of U.S. military military support um, with the Bay of Pigs invasion. So Kennedy's lack of support for the invasion has also been cited as a motive for the CIA. So a lot of really like Kennedy's probably like big uh, issue when his office was the Bay of Pigs, which is a whole different conversation, but it didn't go great. And so there's some thoughts that uh, people may have, have assassinated him because of that and because of his lack of support there. Um, and these theories emphasize Oswald's efforts on behalf of the pro-Castro fair play for Cuban committee. So he actually attended um, a a committee in New Orleans in April um, that was pro-Castro. Um, and then he also uh, had some encounters, people who were like pro and anti-Castro. He also, um, some facts about Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey, um, is that he lived in Russia for a little bit and has like experience there. So there's also just some thoughts that like he had connections with the Soviets 
um, and was doing this on the Soviet, like because of the Soviet. So yeah, there's a lot of just a lot of little random things that come into play that I think is where the conspiracy theories sort of come in. And um, as it was said earlier, if Oswald was would have been given an opportunity to speak, um, we may not be having this conversation, but because there was no trial or any of that for him to share his story, there's a lot of thoughts of like, was he a person at play? And then was Ruby the other person at play? The other thing to think about here is we are also like sort of getting into the, the time of like MK Ultra and um, the CIA mind play and stuff. And so there's lots of also thoughts about like, was Harvey part of, or was Oswald, sorry, part of the MK Ultra world? Was Ruby part of it? Um, and we'll just not know. Chris, did you want to say yeah. something? Um, no, I just think that that's a, that's an interesting one too, is that if, if, Harvey was part of, or or Harvey or Ruby, but either one of them, part or both of the NK Ultra program, where they were roped in, and that's why you know Harvey was saying he's a patsy, and Jack Ruby said that he doesn't even know what came over him; he just did it. You know, it's it's that's a very interesting avenue. I think, and honestly, like, and we can at the end talk about what we feel is the truth, quote unquote, but. That one um, always rings true a little bit to me. All right. So I'm going to give you the top 10 conspiracy theories that I kind of dug up and a little bit about them. So here are some interesting. So there's a lot of theories. Um, <clears throat> so the first theory is that it was an accident. And I actually just heard this theory the other day. And I thought this actually probably is super true. <laughs> um, so author Bonner. Menger believes that Oswald fired on JFK and a Secret Service agent, but um, a Secret Service agent fired back with a Colt AR-15 high-velocity rifle, and that the officer actually lost his balance when the car suddenly braked and accidentally discharged his weapon and then killed the U.S. president. And the reason we say this is because of the angle where the bullet hit the president in the back of the head. Um, would make more sense if it came from the limousine behind. Yeah, yeah. And so that one, that's why I said that one actually, if we look at what we know. So the other thing is now we have more ability to do forensic evidence, right? Forensic evidence. And so I think that that's why this is kind of coming out as like, oh, this makes more sense. Um. So there were no eyewitnesses or evidence to back up this theory, but also, uh, you know, Secret Service agents and president, presidential aides did report bullets whizzing past them. Um, so there's a lot of thoughts here. And that actually, co this thought actually coincides with the recent sort of conversation that the Secret Service agent, who's really old now, says, is that that's how it happened. And they actually found three bullets and we know one of them hit the governor or something like that. One of them was found like sort of in front. And then the one that was found in JFK was actually different. So that's why they actually really think this is what happened, but they weren't going to say it out loud that our secret service said it. Right. Because that's a whole. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. shit. So it's Thanks easier to up. pin it on one person 
that like, I mean, obviously shots were fired, whatever, but like that part. So that's interesting. Um, so the next theory is called the umbrella man. You all familiar with this theory? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Ange? It sounds familiar. So did either of you watch um, the Umbrella Academy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's where this kind of comes from. So some pin JFK's murder on a standing, a man standing under a black umbrella on November 22nd, 1963, which was weird because by all accounts, it was a sunny day. It must have been a signal, if not the murder weapon, what they're saying. The theory is so popular that Oliver Stone fingered him in JFK and then appears in the Umbrella Academy. Unfortunately, the Umbrella Man, who was Louis Stephen Witt, said it was a protest at the appeasement policies of Joseph P. Kennedy when he was the ambassador to the Court of St. James and a reference to the British PM Neville, Neville Chamberlain's umbrella and the appeasement of Hitler and the Nazis. So, like, of course, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> so, the guy who had the umbrella was like, no, I was just protesting in a very, very British way. All right. This one makes me chuckle. The Coca-Cola conspiracy. What? All right. So, Lee Harvey Oswald was a Dr. Pepper fan. And we know this because even Oswald's favorite beverage was part of the intrigue. Like, why? what, what did Oswald drink? So the conspiracy of one author, which is Jim Moore, sits out a theory that Oswald acted alone because after the assassination, he was seen drinking Coca-Cola instead of his beloved Dr. Pepper. Uh... Moore believes that there can only be one realistic explanation. Oswald must have shot the president and chose the wrong soft drink from the vending machine because he was so nervous. <laughs> this doesn't make sense at all. No, it does not. <laughs> yeah, that one I don't think is real. That's a book I'm not buying. <laughs> but you are going to buy the one that has 800 words to the title, I hope. Okay, number four. Woody Harrelson's dad was apparently the shooter. Really? Um, Never heard this one. I feel like I've heard that one. Yeah. So Charles Harrelson, who was the father of the Now You Can See Me actor, Woody Harrelson, or other things, uh, also apparently the father of Matthew McConaughey, because of recent conversations that we had. I thought we haven't got confirmation on that. I thought right? they had. I thought I we know. didn't. Apparently, maybe, possibly, his father. Um, they're saying that he was actually the man on the grassy knoll, that there he was one of two gunmen, and that he later was arrested as dressed like a tramp in the Dealey Plaza. Um, police eventually named three other men as the tramps. Uh, in 1968, Harrelson Sr. was convicted of murdering a businessman in a contract hit in South Carol in South Texas. So um, Woody Harrelson's dad 
was not like the most upstanding citizen. And and Woody will tell you that too. Like he didn't really know him very well. And um he did a lot of like contract hitting hits and stuff. And there are some thoughts that maybe he also really? was a CIA person. I did not know yeah. that. That's a really it's actually a really interesting story. And the way that they actually do think that Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are connected is actually really interesting too. So, so yeah, could be that. Uh, it would be really entertaining if there was like a movie made about this and Woody Harrelson played his dad and Matthew McConaughey played JFK. I'm just calling it now. Right, I'd so go see that. Oh, I would see it too. We just watched Tropic Thunder last night. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you grew hands. Uh, did not age well. No, no. But it's still so funny. So, and my mom, like halfway through, was like, "I think this is a mockery of the Vietnam War." And I was like, "Halfway through." <laughs> it took her that oh, long to realize. You're it? really not wrong. No, she didn't like it from the beginning, but she like put up with that, and then she's like, "I'm not watching anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, they're not wrong. But this is hilarious." And then the best part, and Adam doubted me, is that Robert Downey Jr. was nominated for an Academy Award for that movie. Really? Yes. And I remember that because I remember him saying... Playing a dude, playing another dude, disguised as another dude. That's exactly. He didn't go full retard. Sorry, we're not really saying that word. They just say that in the movie. But he... You uh, never do that. Never do full retard. (laughs) But he... Um, I remember that he did get nominated because I remember him saying, if I won, I'm giving it back because it was a complete mockery. And I was like, that's his whole thing is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a mockery of the right. whole thing. Anyways, Plus I Robert Downey Jr. so hard. It was a, such a beautiful, uh, did your terrible mom like it? No, she stopped watching and walked away. So. I kept watching and laughed very hard. Also watched Shazam too, and thought that was funny. Anyways, back to our conspiracy theories. So the next one is the Better Call Saul theory, which I think is interesting. Um, Better Call Saul theory. So Better Call Saul is the is a, the, a TV show. Yeah, very yeah, much the, past this time. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. I've been off. Okay, I just didn't know there was a. Yeah, so let me explain a little bit to you. So, um, an appointment in Dallas, police officer Hugh McDonald blames the Soviets for contracting Saul, a rogue CIA agent and assassin, to kill JFK. So, this is where we come in with the rogue CIA, like, Soviet Union. Um, Apparently, McDonald freelanced for the CIA and had met Saul at the agency's headquarters. He later tracked him down to obtain a confession, but not an arrest warrant. Saul apparently shot JFK from a building across the street from Oswald's perch in the Texas School Book Depository. If true, true, it's thought that Saul conspired with Oswald, or they may have just both had the same instruction to assassinate the president. So I think they're saying better call Saul as like a way to make it hip with the modern thing. But I guess Saul yeah. was the name of the rogue CIA agent who the Soviets wanted him to kill. So. Hmm. All right. Our Thanks. next one 
is called the Black Dog Man Theory. The Black Dog Man? Yeah. So, Robert Grodin, another another theorist, argues that a Black Dog Man figure can be seen in the Pyracanthia bush in frame 413 of the Zapruder film. The problem with this theory is that the House Select Committee on Assassination included that an individual was in front of the bushes, not behind them. Bill uh, Miller argues that the man is actually a groundskeeper named Emmett Hudson, uh, but no one has fully ruled out the doggy yet. I have. Ne- that's another one I have never heard. Yeah. Me either. Interesting. Yeah. Um, number seven uh, is called, it talks about Oswald's trip to Mexico. So again, remember Oswald visited Mexico before Kennedy's death. Um, they believe it may have been to finalize plans to assassinate Kennedy and how he would escape. He visited the Cuban and Russian embassies or consulates probably um, on his sixth day during his trip there. Uh, three of the days he was there, he spent with pro-Castro groups, seemingly confirming, which was confirmed by a, a journalist in Mexico. But the conversation, however, believes that, however, the journalists did live far away at the time, so they're not sure how they could have uh, talked with Oswald or knew who Oswald is, so there's that's some, like, well, it doesn't work. But he apparently was in Mexico and had talked with Cuba and Russia. So, again, connecting Cuba and Russia to that theory. All right. Now we're going to get into a couple, like, ones that a lot of people believe. So, the first one uh, is the Illuminati are to blame. So, this conspiracy theory believes that JFK delegated presidential power to issue silver certificates to the Treasury which threatened the power of the Illuminati control over the Federal Reserve. This is actually sort of not true because Kennedy did sign an executive order uh, to do the opposite, which he was intending to phase out silver certificates uh, for the Federal Reserve notes. So, um, you know, not sure that actually plays in, but. And then uh, alien, aliens organized the hit. This one might be my one of my favorites. So uh, Milton William Cooper, who is a U.S. radio, former U.S. radio personality and author and gun rights advocate, spread the news about Project Luna, which is when secret aliens based on the dark side of the moon. um, He states that these secret aliens promoted the conspiracy theory that JFK was assassinated by a gas pressure device. Um, and that alien supplied the driver of the presidential limo with this gas pressure device because JFK was going to expose the Washington alien collusion. I don't know if that is. I'm, Use your words. <laughs> You're I love me some Bill Cooper. It's a, I hate to say it, 
Do you know the story of Bill Cooper? I didn't know Bill Cooper and Milton William Cooper were the same people. I thought you said Bill William Cooper. Yeah, Milton William Cooper is probably the same person. Who goes by Milton? So <clears throat> he's one of the conspiracy greats. Here's his book. Mm. Hold a pair yeah. of horse. Okay. Uh, there he is there. Yeah, that's like Bill Milton Cooper. So he was gunned down outside of his house by police because he kind of went nuts nutso. Um but I've never heard that uh, that theory, his theory with the aliens, though. That one's that's interesting. Yeah, maybe that's like another deep dive soon. I think that is interesting that aliens organized the hit because JFK was going to expose them. Well, I've heard that, that I have heard that, that the hit was organized because JFK wanted to come out about aliens being a thing. I have heard that, but I didn't hear that. I never heard it that aliens organized it as a result. I heard it as like the, you know, deep state or shadow right. government or whatever did it. All right, so here is the number one thought. The CIA did it. Most Americans trusted broadcaster Walter Cronkite uh, announced JFK's Very good impression. Thank you. I was going to say it was spot on. I'm Walter Cronkite. Uh, actually, that's not fair because I don't think I ever, I don't think he was like alive or sharing the news when we were alive maybe i don't know no he was because i think he did 9-11 i think he reported on 9-11 i think you're thinking or, dan rathers maybe. and i'm gonna need you to do some background on that one all right <clears throat> so walter Conke announced the jfk's death uh the world was in shock so he he's so, the one who got yeah. hold on no that that was when he died so he died in 2009 how old was but he? But he was. I don't know. You're asking me to do math. Let me just tell you. Okay. Well, while he was know, 93. Look at you, Walter. All right. Um. So, when you ever talk to someone about JFK's death, usually can tell you where they were at the moment, what they remember. Um, I remember asking my mom and she said that they were at school or no, um, they were not at school because they were in Germany. I think they were at home and they, um, the sounds went off on the base and that's where they heard it. And then uh, it was weird going to school the next day. So, um, but there's questions to what was the CIA doing? So Dave Perry, who is a former insurance claim adjuster, who has been digging through JFK's assassination records since 1976, pointed out that the CIA may have had Oswell on the payroll or overheard Oswell's plot through the Soviets from his visit to the Russian embassy. And therefore, that's why they were involved. So that they had a lot of reasons. They were pretty pissed at Kennedy for what he was doing, um, for his brother's involvement. They were like, we just got to like get rid of this guy. And they 
uh, claim that they could maybe have Oswald do it. Kind of like we were saying, like maybe he's a CIA agent. So, um, yeah, so those are my top 10 conspiracy theories. Um, which one, what's your theory, friends, on how JFK or why he was shot? Birds aren't real. <laughs> sticking with so, it. It wasn't on your list. I'm sticking with it. So, I, I think it's a mixture of things. I don't think he faked his death. I really like the idea that, and he didn't mention this one, but I really like the idea of the um, accidental um, mm-hmm. shooting and then covering that up because that is extremely plausible. Yeah. I just don't see with that how they're able to rope um, Lee Harvey Oswald into it unless Lee Harvey Os- Oswald was planning on doing it and he didn't do it and they somehow knew about it, you know? And they, yeah, that makes you know, sense. they used him as right. a patsy. Um, mm-hmm. The the other thing too is the about the uh, Oswald doing it is during the Zabruder films, if you look at Dealey Plaza, the shots would have been coming over top of Zabruder's head, would have been whizzing by. And he, there is like no reaction from him. He doesn't move a muscle. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't anything during the whole thing. And nobody, nobody does around. That's the other strange thing. Nobody around reacts to the shots going off. So it's just weird that well, I don't even think. It was Texas. Let's be fair. <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> they're very, used very, to gun, gunshots. Very true. Very true. But still, if they're whizzing, it's a different when you hear a gunshot to when it's whizzing past you. And that alone, it's, they would have flinched or something. And, and that not happening is just, I don't know, that throws the whole thing off for me that makes it feel like, was it even bullets at all? Or, or were they that close, like you said, the accidental shooting that, you know, there was gunshots going off, but it wasn't whizzing past because it was only going from the back of the car to the, you know, the people sitting there. Um, the directions of the bullets, the way they come in are strange, you know, compared to where JFK was. Well, you know, him too, but uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. It's just, the whole thing's weird. That's why I still fall back on the accidental. Um, it's It's... It's such a interesting, interesting case that you can break down. And I've even heard where he's faked his death, where he used what they called a squid to put on a, you know, he put a squid on his face and Jackie leaned over and you can kind of, you can kind of make this out in the video if you were going to lean that direction where Jackie leaned over and she's looking for the string to activate it to make it go off. And after it goes off, she jumps on the hood because a piece of it that would have exposed the whole thing flew off and she wanted to get it and I guess hide it before they were found out. So I don't know. There's so many different directions. It's just a, I don't know if we'll ever know. I mean, unless they release. And then the other thing too, is the government just in the past couple of years released a bunch of the documents. Trump was set to release them and then he, he uh, um, extended it and then, uh, Biden released some, but he didn't release all of them. They were supposed mm-hmm. to release all of them and they reclassified a good chunk of them. 
So it's just, it's something in there and it must be important and detrimental to, you know, national security for them to reclassify that those, that portion. I mean, but it's, it's gotta be the most damning portion of who did it, who done it, you know? Yeah. uh, I have some follow-up thoughts, but I'd love to hear what Ange has to say first. Um, I mean, based on what you went over today, I think accidental seems like the most plausible one out of everything. And then, Chris, I thought it was interesting what you were just saying about, you know, people not flinching and then the crowd kind of decreasing because he was like one of the most beloved presidents. And you would think they closed the entire city down for him to be there. You would think everyone in this that lived there or close by, like you want to disperse, you would want to see him the entire time. And that part of the tour was the biggest open portion that it would have been the easiest to see him. Or that part of the parade, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Like that that would have been the best time, a best spot because it's a, it's a square. I mean, it's like where, you know, people gather that that would have been the most logical point for people to gather to see him come through. And then back then, they provided the map. The map was in what direction route they were taking was known. The public knew. So it's not like it, they didn't weren't sure. So that's why they didn't go that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like back during that time, like you'd follow the entire parade. So there would be people walking behind it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to continue to see it. They wouldn't stay stationary. So as it's like going through the path that is released, you get more and more people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I fully believe it was an accident. Um, I do think that Harvey may have meant to do something. I don't think that he actually, he actually killed JFK. Um, I think that there was some sort of scare and the guy behind killed him. Like, I think that, and I think the reason that we are reclassifying is because it makes them look bad. Like that's, I don't know. I just really think it makes them look bad. And so they are, uh, they don't want to bring that up. You know, they don't want that part. So Chris, what are you showing us here? This is a this is a best quality Zabruder film I could find. Okay. Did you see the crowd of people here? Mm-hmm. Ton of people. People mm-hmm. asshole to elbows on that street. Well it's only but, one line. There's no one behind them. Exactly. That's the other weird thing. But keep that in mind of all these people though right now. And they're right there. Well, I right there. And I watch as they get further. Yeah, Why is there anybody there? Are they not allowed to be on that part of the road? I wonder. No, that that no, they right shut here. down the yeah. Hmm. So he's already huh. been hit once, and Jackie's checking him out. And this is where they say the squibs being put on. Oh, and there oh. she pulled it. They she pulled the string, and that's the squib going off right there. And see, you can see there, I hate to say this, 
But see how nobody flinched? Nobody's like reacting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jackie yeah. is and the and the Secret Service is. But no one but, like behind. seeing them go by are. Look how big this person looks. Look how huge yeah. this guy looks compared to that car. That guy is a giant. Mm. Right? Yeah. He's just taking pictures. This guy is trying to run and catch on. Nobody's still reacting. And there's still no people down there. No. Where did everybody go? Huh. huh. So weird. It It is. It's just, it's strange. That whole video is just odd. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting that there is this. I mean, I guess we're starting to get into the video of time. So. Ooh. See, by the time he gets to the sign back here, dude, I'll tell you when he gets hit the first time. So before he hits that street sign right here. That one? Yeah, this big one in the foreground here. He's He's hit by the time he comes around on the other side of this sign the first time. But. The thing is, this the 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 uh, film's been cut, and they have yeah. come out and say that there and there's proof of that uh, that you can't see in the YouTube video, but there's proof of that that there's the screen the the film's been cut and mended together or whatever they call that back then. Sliced. Yeah. See, right now he just got hit when he was on the other side of the sign. That's why he's grabbing for his neck. Because he's he's reaching for he was hit the first time. But they were saying that he like it was like you could see the governors looking back. They were saying that it just kind of like like went by. It didn't like actually like wouldn't have caused any like super big damage. It just grazed him. Yeah. But still, no one's reacting. Like not even the people, the cops on the motorcycles. I used to think for a short period of time, this is Bill Cooper's theory that he was pushed that I knew he was pushing is that the front seat, the driver did it. Mm-hmm. See if I can show you. I believe this for a short period of time, but then I, if you watch the driver, the limo, it the way the angle is, it almost looks like the driver reaches over his shoulder with a handgun and, and exactly. fires at the, at the exact time. Let's see if I can point it out. You should be able to slow it down if you're on YouTube, right? Oh, there you can see him look over. Should be coming up. See, oh, this yeah, one's yeah. a better quality. You can't see it. There's a the, there's the poor quality because this is the best quality one, the 1080p or whatever. The mm-hmm. poor quality one, it literally looks like he's reaching over with a gun. When I watch mm-hmm. this version, I realize, oh, that's not that's not what happened. But did the other guy in the front get shot? Yeah, this guy here did. The, yeah. That's the governor. That's the governor. And then the other guy, did he? Because he's down too. Who, him? Yeah. He's Secret Service. I think he's just ducking, looking. I was going to say that, yeah, he's got to be Secret Service, right? Yeah, they're both Secret Service. Because the one that's driving is the one who's come out recently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. He actually was Jackie's Secret Service person. Oh. See, I like to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. This cop right here. 
or the other one on the bike because there's two of them. Yeah. But they're saying like mm-hmm. in the three. Behind, if you look back in that car behind, they're saying that's where the accidental bullet came from. Well, I, where, I didn't see anybody with long guns. Uh, I don't know. They I said it was a different see. gun, wasn't it? Yeah. What they're saying. But, yeah, no one had their gun drawn. Yeah. From what you could see. Right. No, they're saying that it was like hard. It was like in the car. Oh. Like it was still a rifle, but it was in the car. Mm. So, um, okay. So before we close out, I want to talk a little bit about Jackie. Um, and this isn't a conspiracy. I just think this is kind of an interesting, like, uh, just testament to her, who she is. So, um, everyone probably like, if you know about this case, you can, you know, what Jackie's, uh, like what she wore, she had this beautiful pink Chanel couture, like outfit on. It was gorgeous. It's like iconic. I think actually it, um, sits in the, uh, I think it sits in the Smithsonian now. Um, but anyway, it's the famous pink suit, which will ever forever be embedded into historical conscience. Um, and it is part of the National Archives and it can be viewed to the public. Um, but has not been seen, it will not be seen until 2063 now, um, according to Caroline Kennedy. So I think she had it put away um, until it's been 100 years since her father's passing. But um, so Kennedy was seated on the left side of the president in the back of the open top limousine. Um, when they arrived at the hospital, so immediately after he was shot, her outfit, her suit was just covered in his blood, right? Right. And when they got to the hospital, Lady Bird Johnson, who is uh, LBJ's wife, was said to um, say that she cast one look over her shoulder and saw the president's car as a bundle of pink, like a drift of blossoms lying in the back seat. And it was Mrs. Kennedy lying over the president's body. So it is later said that Jacqueline said she did not want people to see her husband that way. So that's why she was like laying on him because she did not want people to see him dead. And then uh, at the hospital, she continued to wear the blooded stained suit and people actually brought her clothes to change. And she said, no, that she wanted them to see what they had done. Uh, yeah, in the Lincoln, that, yeah. As Lincoln flew down the Boulevard Central Lane, her pillbox hat, so the hat she had on, caught the wind and it slid off her forehead. And then, but she violently linked it off and flung it down. She wasn't going to wear it. Um, and then she actually ripped her hat pin out of her hair. So she even like that. Mm. No one knows where the hat is today. Um, it apparently is gone and they don't know where it is. Um, and then several people asked Kennedy whether when, if she would like to change, but she refused. And when Lady Bird offered to send someone to help her, she responded, no, I want them to see what they've done to Jack. Which I think is interesting, what they have done to Jack. Makes me think, does she know that it was not what was what happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then despite the advice of the physician, they who gently tried to persuade her to change out of her gore-soaked pink Chanel suit. She wore the suit alongside Vice President Johnson as he was being sworn in as the 36th president of the United States. 
Um, and then in the photograph of this ceremony, although most time when we see it, it's black and white, um, the bloodstains can't be seen because they are on the right-hand side of the suit and she is the photos on the left. Um, but Lady Bird recalls uh, during the swear-in that Jacqueline's hair was falling in her face, but she was still very composed. I looked at Mrs. Kennedy, her dress stained with blood. One leg was almost entirely covered with it and her right glove was caked with John's blood, her husband's blood. Somehow that was one of the most poignant signs. The immaculate woman acquisitively dressed and caked in blood. Kennedy has said, was said to have no regrets about refusing to take off her stained suit. Her only regret, regret was that she had washed the blood off her face before she was Johnson was sworn in. Um, when she finally removed her suit the following morning, her maid folded it and placed it into a box. Days after the assassination, the box was dispatched to her mother, which and it wrote on the box, November 27, 22, 1963, and was stored in the attic. Eventually, the box was given to the National Archives in Maryland with an unsigned note bearing the uh, letterhead from her family on it. The note read, Jackie's suit and bag worn November 22nd, 1963. It has never been cleaned and it was kept out of the public view in an acid-free container in a windowless room and the precise location is actually secret. Um, huh. And then it will be uh, in 2063 um, available to be seen as per the deed of Caroline Kennedy, who is the only surviving Kennedy of that family. Wow. So. Just some really, I just, I, um, I really think Jacqueline Kennedy is very interesting. I watched a, a cool special about her. Um, she did not want to be first lady. Um, it's just, it's a very interesting, uh, role that she took on and her ability to, I mean, I just don't know how I would do it. Like, I think if, if my husband or anybody, honestly, that I was sitting next to was shot, I don't know if I could still be able to wear the clothes, um, all of that while, while dealing with that. So, well, you got to think like, if you look at it from this perspective, you're in shock, you're not going to want to change, but the fact that she's telling Ladybird she wants them to see what they've done it kind of twists that in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other interesting thing um, that we could talk about is another thing. So then there's Robert F. Kennedy, who was also assassinated. No, not junior. He's crazy. Um, and uh, Jacqueline, Jackie also uh, had a really hard time with that. Oh, look at that car. Jeez, there's brain everywhere. Um, so yeah, I would love to kind of talk a little bit more too about Robert's uh, assassination because, um, he also was shot by a lone, uh, gunner, gun shooter in, um, a hotel rush, um, thing. So kind of interesting there. He also played a big part in the Cuba and, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, John F or Robert F. Kennedy. Um, when 
he was home uh, with the aides from the Justice Department and J. Edgar, Edgar Hoover is the one who called him and told him his brother had been shot. And when Hoover hung up before he could ask any questions, Kennedy later said he thought Hoover had enjoyed telling him the news. And that um, shortly after the call from Hoover, John, uh, Robert F. Kennedy phoned um, the White House and instructed them to change the locks on the president's file and order the Secret Service to dismantle any hidden taping systems in the Oval Office. And then he scheduled a meeting with the CIA to make sure the CIA was not involved in his brother's death. Um, and then Kennedy was later said, Rob, Robert Kennedy was later said to tell the investigator, Walter Sheridan, that he asked the director in a way that he couldn't lie to me if the CIA had been involved. That's so weird that he went through. I get cleaning house, but to do all those things, and then he seemed like mm-hmm. he was set on the CIA yeah. was involved. Um, so, so in 2013, uh, <laughs> Robert uh, F. Kennedy Jr., um, take this with what you would like, uh, has been said that his father was fairly convinced that others besides Oswald were involved in his brother's assassination and that he privately, privately believed the commission had a shoddy piece of craftsmanship when creating the report and that he did not believe that it was just uh, Oswald, that he believed there were others involved. Hmm. Uh, Which is interesting because then he runs for president uh, in, um, when is it, 1968, so about five years later, um, and then is also assassinated in South Dakota. Oh, sorry. Seems like the, they just didn't would not the the Kennedys in office is what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, if you think about like, there was a lot of uh, a lot of things the Kennedys were trying to do that honestly would have changed the world, right? I mean, Robert was against the Vietnam War. He was um, as was John. Um, they were, I think, back then, the fact that they were Catholic was really, like, worrisome to people because mm-hmm. there was the thought that the Pope would get involved, which is, I guess, to us now, kind of a chuckle. Um, yeah. Fun fact, Biden's Catholic. <laughs> I try to remind my mother of that when she tries to <laughs> say he's not godly. I'm like, Mommy's Catholic, and he goes to church every Sunday. He's better Catholic than we are. Um wow. But that doesn't shouldn't matter. Every, yes, yeah, and I don't. Matter. Anyway, I don't. Well, I don't think it should matter. I don't think it. You know, at the time, I think religion and that was really way different. Um, yeah. But the Kennedys were, you know, super into civil rights. Like uh, the civil rights movement happened yeah. almost about probably around the same time, um, right after John F. Kennedy's shooting and right before um, Roberts, and around that time. And I think one of the big things is. You know, there's a lot of of not they weren't cool with that at the time. So I think that there were a lot of uh, political things going on that if that's why I really like I want to say it was an accident for Robert or for John. But then I think I look at the Robert things and I'm like, was it really just the CIA who was like, all right, these people are these Kennedys are getting too close. We got to get rid of them. 
That's what I think. I mean, I, I think that that family had some knowledge that and and some power almost to the level of royalty and mm-hmm. that people were afraid of that. Yeah. You know? And I think they were trying to mm-hmm. it was enough that it was it was worth killing over, you know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Kennedys had a they had a name to themselves, like they were big time and yeah. you know, starting with Papa Joe and then um John, who honestly was never supposed to be anything. He didn't want to be president, but because his brother died in World War II, it was sort of put upon him to be. Um, I think Robert just wanted to be like his brother. And so also came into it, you know, and then it's it's to me, uh that I don't know if this is the return of I've ironic or irony, but I think it's ironic that the one that actually got to make the most success or impact was Teddy, who was the fuck up, you know, and yeah. ends up dying in office, not dying in office. I think he stopped like a year before he died with his brain tumor, but like, you know, he's the one who ends up seeing old age and it's like, he was the, <laughs> the baby kind of like fuck up. Right. Um, but it still holds power, right? We still like are giving a platform to RFK Jr. who maybe we should give less of a platform to on some things. Right. Um, you know, we talk about just, I remember when um, John F. K. Jr. died, right? That was like a huge, like, oh, did he die really? Or did he just get out of the spotlight? You know, and then QAnon saying he's going to come. <laughs> yeah, that just is, I don't know. That Q stuff is hilarious. Yeah, so there's just a lot of interesting things. And I would have said the same thing um, to, as you did, Chris, that like the um, the Kennedys were royalty for a really long time. I would say yeah. probably less now. Um, I don't think, I mean, they still have a lot of money. They're still doing great and fine. Um, but I wouldn't say that they're royalty as much. It's, it's interesting. I was talking with a friend the other day. And they actually refer to the Kardashians as America's royalty, which made my heart hurt a little bit, but I don't think they're wrong. I think we have totally switched. And this happens, right? If we think of the very short American history, although to us seems long, is short in comparison to other places. You know, we had the the Roosevelts and the Astors, you know, the Rockefellers. Right. Um and then the Kennedys, and now we're looking at this new fame, and that's the Kardashians, which Ugh. I no actually comment. don't that hurts. That hurts. No, so I greatly. actually um respect some of them. Like Kim Kardashian's kind of a, a badass bitch. But I don't like, I'm not saying like I would find them to be royalty. I would rather it be someone else. But if we look at like even you know, I think the way that American royalty comes about is also through money, which is just very interesting. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's my very brief overview. I know it doesn't seem brief to those who've been listening. I have no idea how long we've been talking. Um, but that is that is the sort of top history of the Kennedy assassination 60 years ago, which is insane to think about. 
Um, I encourage our listeners, if you have parents who are, um, who were alive during the aunts, uncles, older friends, ask them. Um, cause I think it really was an impactful time. And I think about that a lot. I remember when I lived in Dubai thinking about what it would, what would happen if something happened to our president while I was abroad and like how the feelings I would have. And even now I just sort of wonder like, Oof, what a, even if I didn't like them, I think it would be weird. Right. Even if they weren't part of my political party, I think it can still be like an attack on your country. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and then I also think we've learned a lot from this, right? We learned a lot from what to do, what not to do, um, how to help. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll post some things online, I promise. And um, rate and review us. Chris, end us with your normal spiel because you're way better at giving it than I am. Yeah. Please, please rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, it helps us a lot, as I said in the beginning. It really, really makes a difference. Uh, you know, it gets us in the numbers. It gets other people to check us out because it puts us up on the leaderboard. Um, it's something easy you could do. It doesn't take much, um, but it really helps us out, you know, getting getting out there and people listening to us. The more listeners we get, the the better off we do, the, the more content we can create. Um, anything... Any little bit helps, of course. Um, please reach out to us at TWRD underscore podcast. As Amanda said, we're going to be posting more here in the future and putting some more content on there. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach out to us. Sorry, the waters run deep podcast at gmail.com rather. Um, reach out to us. Leave us the line. Until um, next time. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>